Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we talk about all genres of rock and alternatives. So sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy the Freeform Rock Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have a regular on here, Nate Atchison. So go ahead and say hi, Nate. Hey, 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 hey. What is up, everybody? You know who I am. Do I really have to say it again? Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate coming on the Freeform Rock podcast. I hope this week you did a better job than the last goddamn time you had me on. <laughs> the last <laughs> album you hated. <laughs> oh, that was just shite. Is that the way they say it overseas? That's the way I'm going to say it. Oh, just crapola. Yeah, man. Uh, the album we chose, uh, I chose today, man. It's one of my uh, all-time favorite albums growing up, and still, I still listen to it. It's not dated to me, but let's see what your opinion is on it. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Look, this just did. I just got a text from my dad. He says Al Gore is full of shit. I would love to get back to him and find out what the hell that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's talking about climate change again. <laughs> uh, it's got, or, you know, creating the internet or how he was banging his old lady but telling her to censor music. Who knows? Uh, that's funny, man. B banging his old lady that we're not going to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was throwing up the hordes and putting it right in her pooper but saying, look, we got to go censor this. The kids can't hear it. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, well... Uh, Al Gore's full of shit, for one thing, because have you seen the polar ice caps? There's more ice up there than in 30 years, and we're supposed to be melted, and we're supposed to be swimming with the fishes. I know it. I saw Waterworld, man. What the fuck? Where are my gills? I have no gills, and it's cold as shit up here in northern <laughs> New York right now. I got up yesterday. It was nine goddamn degrees at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right now, at 3 o'clock Eastern time, as we're recording this, it's only 22 degrees. I, bullshit. Where's my global warming? I welcome it. I, I say not less greenhouse gases. Fucking more. Well, they said we're going into an ice age now, so I don't know what... Like, I put a post on Facebook saying, scientists don't know shit. First we're freezing, then we're warming, and then freaking beer is bad for you, beer is good for you, coffee's good for you. You know what? Just do what you want. Yeah, salt's good, salt's bad, salt's good for you again, but now it's bad again. Eggs are good, eggs are bad, eggs are good. I remember the 70s, man. They were talking about the coming Ice Age back then. They're full of shit. It's all guesswork in a white lab coat. Yeah, they know. They don't know shit, man. They think the Earth is uh, older than it is, too, idiots. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of that one with you. I'm pretty sure it's older than, uh, older than most of us think it is. How about that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Right. I don't want to stop on anybody's religious beliefs here, so... <laughs> uh, it's, it's not... Uh, what do you call it? Just remember the flood? It pushed everything down in the ground, so that's where the dinosaurs were. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I've known some crazy sons of bitches that said there were no dinosaurs. I'm like, bitch, we got bones. What are you talking about? <laughs> there, there were dinosaurs because it tells you in the Bible there were... Uh, they called it bohemoths or something that walked the earth with man, you know? So... They were nice, there. Nice. We were just with them. We weren't cavemen, you know, and stuff like they say that, man. And I'm like, no, we ain't cavemen. It said maybe there was men who were who wanted to get away from the world and, you know, uh, <laughs> just went into a cave, you know. I don't know. <laughs> the rent was cheaper. Yeah. I don't believe this evolution of man shit now. <laughs> I know we didn't come from monkeys. I know that for sure. <laughs> I would like to think not, but I have seen some people that really make the monkey uh, evolution theory really, really believable. In fact, I think I'll work with some of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, man, 
so some monkeys decided to be human and some monkeys say fuck that shit we're gonna stay monkeys uh, uh, <laughs> wouldn't the whole race just turn into monkeys that <laughs> yeah you know what and I, and I am not a religious person we discussed that before but yeah. I have always questioned that okay it, why why do we still have monkeys if we evolve why the fuck are they still around yeah <laughs> and if there is evolution why don't I see it I mean I know what happens slowly over you know millions of years okay fair enough but it seems like if you go to evolve into something better, why would the old still be there? True. I don't get that part because I, I, I think the the spiritual side of everything, you know, people that use their religion to, to explain the beginning of time, I think that makes perfect sense. I think, you know, the scientists explaining the beginning of time, I think that makes perfect sense. So I tended to stay the hell out of all of that. Yeah, I, I, but the scientist version of the Big Bang Theory kind of it kind of coincides with the way that God made the world the world the universe so i believe in that but i think it was god controlling the theory you know <laughs> that, that could very well be well we'll definitely find out once we're out this some bitch huh yeah awesome all right well let's get into this fine album released november 1982 night ranger their debut album dawn patrol we'll get into the first track right now that was all over mtv back in the day Written by my one of my, my favorite Night Ranger member, Jack Blades. What do you think about Don't Tell Me You Love Me? Okay, now, first of all, isn't he the only Night Ranger men, uh, uh, member that, you know, really matters? And I'll get into that later. Okay. Uh, yeah, released January 1983. It actually made it to number 40 on the Billboard's Hot 100, but number four on Billboard's Mainstream Rock Tracks, which is cool. I, I, I love this fucking song. It's got great, uh, great riffs. It's got, you know, it's very, very catchy, blistering guitar solos. I love it. There's nothing wrong with this song. Love it. Yeah, and um, what, I, what I'm going to say throughout this podcast on, on when Jack Blade sings a song, he has many, many vocal tones. He changes his vocal style, but it's still Jack. You know it's Jack. But he could go, like, sinister. He could go high. He could go low. He could sing soft. He could sing, you know. This guy whoa, has Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sinister? Voice. Really? Sinister? A little man, <laughs> don't tell me you love me. Come on, little voice, don't tell me you love me. You know, it's kind of like, get bitch, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the song. I gotta agree with you. Yeah, and the, and the and the thing I'm probably gonna be talking about is like you said, the riffs, and uh, Gillis and Watson just play dual guitar attacks throughout this album. I freaking love it, and it's very harmonizing the way they harmony together, harmonize together. It just sounds like one guitar, man. It's so awesome. True story. I, I do it. dig a lot of the guitars on here. Yeah, and then we get to track number two uh, with Kelly Keegy singing lead on this song, uh, Sing Me Away. What do you think of this one? Okay, first of all, I didn't know that he was singing. A uh, little bit of background. It hit number four, uh, 54 on the Hot 100, 39 on the mainstream rock tracks. Uh, Co-written by Kelly and Jack. And uh, here's where you kind of start to see the uh, cracks in the songwriting. Um, it's not good. I think this is very Karate Kid type pop. I don't like it. This one, for me, even the guitar solos suck. I just think it's a bad song. Uh, I disagree with you on that. I love Kelly's voice on it. And I, th I think the riffs have a lot of groove to them. And uh, nice. the chorus is so catchy, man. You keep singing. You keep saying, sing me away, sing me away. And then... There's not really like guitar solos on here, but they harmonize their guitars. It sound it's awesome. I just like the rhythm of it all. But um, that's that's what I think about this song. I like it. There's not one bad song in this album to me. There's songs I like more than others, but I I do love Kelly's voice and 
he has a really great voice, man. But I, Jack is my favorite. Jack has always been my favorite at anything he does. I'm a Jack Blades nut swinger. I follow. I got his two solo albums. I don't have anything from his first group, Rubicon. I need to find some of that. I wanted to know what that sounds like. But uh, I have his Damn Yankees albums. I have. Uh, oh, I love Sean, Damn Yankees. Sean Blades. Freaking, I just love everything he does, man. And then we get into track number three at night. She sleeps with Kelly singing again. What do you think of this one? Oh, at night she sleeps, followed closely by the sequel. At daytime she's awake. Uh, this it's again co-written with Kiki and Blades, it, and I have found throughout this album that if Kiki's involved, I, I don't like it. I hate the cheesy new wave keyboard sounds that are involved in there. I hate the way the song kind of flows. I think the chorus is lame. Uh, and then you get to that little weird keyboard solo thingy. It, it's horrible. Now, the guitar solo is better, but it doesn't save the song. To me, it's like absolute crap. Uh, oh, I disagree with you again. I, <laughs> I wrote in my notes, I, I think it's subtle keyboards. It's not like 1980s keyboards. They do put a little keyboard thing in there, but it's not overdone or overblown out on the keyboards on this whole album. I think Alan Fitzgerald does a great job on not making this a keyboard album when it was the 80s, you know, where everybody went, doo, 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 you know, overdoing the keyboards. I think... They all play good together. The so I think the song is tight, and I love the vocals from Jack at the end, where he just at night she's sleeping, and then at the end there's like a dual rhythm solo at the end. I love it. It's blistering. I love it. Great, great solos on this man. And then we get to uh, call my name, say, uh, another Jack Blades uh, lead vocal. What do you think of this one? Yeah, see, and this is where you can tell the quality of the song goes up. Written by Jack Blades, sung by Jack Blades. It's the first real ballad of the album. Because those other couple of songs, uh, oh, let me pick my shit up, I just threw on the floor. That's Sing Me Away's ballady. At Night She Sleeps is kind of ballady, although not ballads. Uh, it's not bad as far as ballads go. It's got a, you know, it's a decent chorus. You know, typical for a ballad. All the crunch comes in during the chorus. Um, I guess power ballads a better uh, better term to use. I dig it really, all things considered. I think it's a pretty good song. Yeah, I love the intro with uh, Alan doing the piano intro, and then Jack comes in with a different vocal tone again, and then yep. the drums kick in with a, with killer guitar rhythms and the bridge, the solo over the vocals. You know that when he's singing, you still hear a little solo going, and then Absolutely. the the part of the the sounds of the city and the guitar ripping right where you hear like the police car the people talking but the car is going dun, 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 you know <laughs> and then yeah the, that was the only part that was weird for me was with the all the traffic and the sirens and stuff uh, that was a little weird well he talks about at night i hear the sounds of the city you know so i thought it was cool with the guitars going dun, and the police it's funny there's a story about that police car my first wife when i played that and my second wife i played that in the car She's looking around for sirens because it's so clear. <laughs> it's where the cops at. They're going to send a song. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then we get to uh, my my second favorite on the album, Eddie's Coming Out Tonight. What do you think of this one? I, I think it's funny you said it's your second favorite. It's actually my favorite song on the album. Um, it's another Blade Pen tune. And uh, I, I'm telling you, this band... For this particular album, because I'm not real familiar with Night Ranger at all. I know their hits. I, I knew Don't Tell Me You Love Me. I know uh, Sister Christian, You Can Still Rock in America. I know their hits. I'm not familiar with them. So I had to really listen to this album and listen to it and listen to it. Um, 
it's got kind of a weird keyboard opening. Uh, but then that riff just kind of kicks in, and then the drums, bass, and yeah, even the keyboards kick in, and it all, and it all just works. It's a mid-tempo rocker, but it's not bad. I love that chorus, uh, and I love the cheesy lyric. He liked to rock. He liked to row. Oh, great stuff. The guitar solo start out kind of lame, but God damn, does it finish strong. I love this tune. Like I said, this is my favorite song on the album. Great, great song. Yeah, the dual guitar attack at the end of the song is just insinuary, man. Oh, <laughs> blistering. Awesome. Fucking blistering and opening riffs and Jack changes his tone and here's where he gets a little uh, sinister. He goes, Eddie's coming out tonight, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets he changes his vocal tone so much, but it's still Jack, man. This guy, I love him, man. I love his solo shit. Like I already said, man. I just love Jack Blades. I don't. If Jack wasn't a Night Ranger, I didn't listen to that album Feeding the Mojo, where it was just Kelly and some other guy replacing Jack. I, I thought it was terrible because Jack, I think, just brings this is the glue of this band, man. Sure, and sure. Bra and Brad Gillis, you know, freaking, they're great, man. I just love them. And then we, uh, I think it's, uh, we turn the album over and it comes to song number six, Can't Find Me a Thrill by Blades. What do you think of this one? Oh, man, this is another good one. Uh, kind of good. Uh, it has a good crunchy riff. Um, the verses are backed by overbearing keyboards, though. I don't like that. The chorus is kind of lame. But this song has possibly the best guitar solos on the album it's not horrible for that reason i wouldn't skip over it but i don't like you know wait impatiently you know like i'm excited for it but that guitar solo fucking brilliant best guitar solo on the album yeah i agree man it's a great guitar solo man i like the line in the in the song where it goes uh cocaine and women treat you treat you the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah set you up for the nightlife you know <laughs> Leave you. true story <laughs> i love this song man. great opening wrist I, I i love the lyrics a little cheesy at some points but freaking jack just pulls it off with his vocal stylings man it's great man and then we get into uh another uh kelly song with jack plays co-writing young girl in love what do you think of this one there we go <laughs> kiki just had to help write a song again you know, Blaze should have just said fucking no. We already heard this song. It's everything REO Speedwagon did in the 80s. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it's a ballad, but it's not. But it's catchy. And this killer guitar rhythm over keyboard's not overdone. I love Kelly's voice on this. The guitars has a small solo, but I think it's a powerful solo for how small it is. I think it's really harmonizing, and I just love it. I like Kelly's voice. But Jack is my favorite. Like I agree with you on that. Jack is the the backbone of this band, man. Nobody could take that away from him. And you could tell he went to Damn Yankees and look what they did. And when he left freaking Night Ranger, look what they did. You know, they did shit. <laughs> True story. But Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw harmonizing. Oh, oh, what a beautiful piece of work that is. You know, those two harmonized on the uh, Doctor Feelgood album on a couple songs. Did not know that at all, actually. And also on the Vince Neil. Uh, album exposed uh you're invited but your friend can't come when you're oh that's tommy and jack nice nice yeah. that makes sense because vince can't hit notes that high and sound that good yeah that's tommy and jack hitting those high notes on that song i Beautiful. think they helped him write it too i think they gave they have a lot of songs 
like Journey, they gave songs to Journey too. So wow, wow. Yeah, they, they they're just great. Those two are like, I put Lennon and McCartney, and then Page and Plant, and then freaking Blades and Shaw songwriting. When they write songs together, they just freaking kick ass. Nice. I I, I think that might be overboard, but outstanding. <laughs> but. Well, they write a lot of the music I like. <laughs> you know, they, true, they, true. But you're forgetting about Barry Gibb. I mean, one of the Bee Gees. He's giving songs to everybody. Yeah, and so is Neil Diamond. <laughs> yeah, but we're not gonna talk. We're not. We're talking about somebody good, not bad. <laughs> you don't like Neil Diamond? No, I friggin' hate Neil Diamond. I love the Bee Gees. <laughs> I don't like Fucking the Bee Gees. Neil Diamond. <laughs> There's a review. Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> Hated it. Loved it. You could brutalize me for once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think most of the people on the, our podcast, our, our, our pages, love the Beaches. I noticed that. So I just kind of stay out of that fight. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Grew up on them. Yeah, they're very catchy, but I find myself just, like, hating it after a while. So. <laughs> you know what? Stay away from the disco Bee Gees if, if it's the catchy stuff. Go pre-disco era. You're going to discover a whole new world. It's almost folksy but you have to remember these guys were from australia so it's a weird kind of folksy check it out the early stuff okay i'll check it out and then we get to track eight play rough another blades pin song what do you think of this one uh look i'm gonna keep this one short and sweet okay jack took notes from kigi and he wrote a shit song <laughs> <laughs> not a fan you don't like the beginning where the guitars are riffing and grinding? I said it's an infection song. Oh, I don't like any of it. I was surprised because that should have been something that turned me on to the song. And I was like, no, you're faking it. And that's what it felt like, fake. I, no, just don't like it. I love the acoustic in the beginning of it. So I thought that was cool. And then it gets into the dun 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 the guitars in the background. I just love that shit. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then we get into uh, track number nine, Penny, written by Blades, but sang by Kelly. What do you think of this one? Second favorite song on the album. Oh, wow. You like, because it's written by Jack, probably. And <laughs> <laughs> well, he obviously writes the better shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a great opening riff and build up. You know, it's a good rocker. I, I really dig the tune. It's um, I, I love when the guitar solo comes in, because at first it's very classic rock and roll you know we got the double string bands almost some shit that uh, uh chuck berry would have done back in the 60s or you know yeah in the late 50s early 60s i love the hell of it and then it moves into more of a hard rock style i love everything about that song i like songs that sing about a chick that's cool especially when you're naming them i mean come on eight six seven five three oh nine jenny yeah jenny you know i love yeah. that shit i can't get enough of Great song, second favorite song on it. Oh, I'm sorry, third favorite song on the album. Not my second, third. I like how the song goes from like Penny, I got your number. You know, you gave it to me, but then he talks about Penny, I got your number. I know who the fuck you really are. <laughs> yeah, nah. yeah I, right. Yeah, he changes that from number to I, I got your number. I know who you are, so you better stop fucking with me. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I love this freaking song, man. It's a great song. I think Kelly's vo vocals are a point. And the, frick, the riffing on this song and the grinding guitars, infectious song stays in her head. I love it, man. And then Absolutely. we get, in, get into the, my favorite song off the album that ends the album. Great album ender to me. Night Ranger with Blades. What do you think of this one? Well, boy, 
this song kind of sucks until uh, until you get hit about the two minute and twenty second mark, and that's when all of a sudden it, it comes alive. You get this chugging guitar, to ju -ju 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 -ju. you know, you get this killer guitar solo that comes in. I I'll, I will definitely give it a like for that one minute of total badassery. Yeah, because I, at, at about the three twenty five mark, it goes back to that shit it started with. It should have been that chugging finish strong the whole time, not just for a minute. Yeah, I, I like this song. It's almost thrash at that part, too, man. And you're oh, like, it's brutal. Just kicking ass with the guitar leads, man, and harmonizing. It has, I think the beginning has like a little sleazy groove to it, and I like it. I like it. I like the whole song as a whole. It's my favorite, man. Nice. Yeah. So, um, well, we're done with this album. This album uh, had... Jack Blades bass lead vocals, Jeff Watson guitars, Brad Gillis guitars. You guys probably know him from uh, Speak of the Devil. Uh, he toured with Ozzy on that and then went straight to uh, Night Ranger. And then you got Alan Fitzgerald on keyboards and Kelly Keegee drums and lead vocalizer. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's a vocalizer? That means he was faking it and trying. It only did one good song, and that was that, um, what the hell, what, what, Penny? That was the only good one? I'm trying to look through, because that guy sucks. I, I like you don't like Sister Christian. Yeah, but I remember seeing the video. I could have sworn that was Jack Blades. No, that was um, that was Kelly on drums singing. Now I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally playing. I, I am not that shallow. Yeah, how about <laughs> that's some poser shit? If I said that, <laughs> I love all Night Rangers albums. I think the newer albums are harder than the original '80s albums. They they got away from that like ballady shit. They do some ballads on there, but the album is like really ripping. And they had Joe Hostra on uh, taking the place of uh, Jeff Watson. They kicked him out of the band, and he was good until he kicked. He left and went to freaking uh, White Snake. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm not overly familiar with um, with Night Ranger at all. I I know their hits. Like I was shocked when you asked me to do this album. I'm like, nah, dude, I don't know. I don't have it. You sent it to me in the opening song, you know, don't tell me you love me. Like, oh, shit, I know this song. I like this song. So I got excited. I was a little let down. But as a whole, it's not a bad album. To me, it's um, it's very of the times, you know, 1982. They definitely, you know, in a, in a couple tunes, grabbed onto that new wave sound. And I don't mean new wave of British heavy metal. I mean that new wave sound. You know, with that weird little keyboard thing. I'm and I'm not even talking about backing keys because I'm okay with backing keys. I'm okay with keyboards when they're done right. It's just those weird little fills that sounded almost like Devo type stuff. And, and, and I wish I could remember which song that was. I I've been throwing my papers on the floor as we're going through this. I think it's called my name. <laughs> Maybe. I you, you may be right, but yeah, it's just. Uh, it, it's very of the time. I mean, I, I made a reference earlier about that Karate Kid sound. And if you go back to, what was that, 84? Remember that movie? Everything sounded like that, so it's very of the time. However, there are definitely some standout tracks on this. I don't hate it. And it was interesting to listen to a Night Ranger album all the way through. Because, like I said, Sister Christian, you can still rock in America. And, you know, don't tell me you love me. That's it. That's all I know. Uh, you never heard of Four in the Morning? No. Goes four in the morning. Came by that morning. I wouldn't know it by a uh, title. They were all over MTV with that album, um, Seven Wishes. They had four in the morning. They had uh, 
uh, some like about three videos off that album. They even hosted MTV like in uh, 1940s airplane, you know, things because that's what they're and they they did a block of videos on there. Jack and Kelly it was pretty cool. I remember that. Nice, nice. When I watched MTV, I would watch uh, the Headbangers Ball, obviously, and then I would watch because you know how they had all the different kinds of shows throughout the day. Yeah, they would do a one-hour metal show. And metal back then was your Twisted Sisters and Cinderella's and stuff like that. Yeah. I would watch that. You know, I definitely didn't gravitate towards Yo MTV raps or anything. Oh, fuck but that show, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. What the fuck? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude, I only like three hip hop groups or rap groups, and that's freaking NWA, Beastie Boys, yes. and and uh, freaking uh, Run DMC. That's it. I'm done. Actually, I go deeper than that because I like NWA, I like Run DMC, I I like the Beastie Boys, but I like the Beastie Boys on their first album because after that, they took the guitars and shit out and went hip hop. Um, however, I also like Public Enemy, I like Ice T, I like Run DMC. You know, I even liked Tupac in a uh, 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 shit. Uh, fuck, can't remember who the other one was, but I like all the old school stuff. You know, late eighties, early nineties cut it off because after that rappers had nothing left to say at work man these guys they fuck with me every saturday because all the management guys are gone i'm the only supervisor there and these sons of bitches play hip-hop all day all day in the quality control department and i have to go back there a lot i go back there and i hear a rapper talking about hash browns and shit i'm like <laughs> back in the day I remember when N.W.A. was talking about fuck the police because they kept getting fucked with just because they were black. Now you're rich, famous, you got nothing left to bitch about, but your breakfast is cold. I don't understand it. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Or your bling, bling, bling. <laughs> yeah. I got hoes in different area codes. Oh, so you're an unfaithful little scumbag. I, I don't care about what you had to say. You don't have anything to say anymore. People are falling for this shit. Oh, it's, a, it's another rapper or a hip-hop guy. This is what we're being told is cool today. Fuck you. Yeah, and uh, well, the Beastie Boys brought the guitars back in later albums like Check Your Head and Ill Communication, you know, freaking Sabotage, man. That song was fucking awesome. Yeah, they fucked it up after License to Ill. I didn't listen to them anymore. Oh, you didn't listen to Sabotage? You can't yep. stand it. I know you planned it. It was that guitars. They even played MTV and they were playing the instruments on that song. No, it, all, they, they pissed me off. I was done. Because that was to, that to me was original. And then on freaking uh, um, Check Your Head, they had Ted Virch uh, uh, Bismarcky uh, versus the Nuge. They had Ted Nugent playing... Uh, Frickin' the, and over Bismarcky, you hear freaking Ted's guitar go, the Beastie Boys, are they get? and you hear the guitar go, wah, 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 wah. They went back to guitar uh, punk, dude. That's funny. I like, <laughs> I like Bismarcky, too. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm going to send you Check Your Head and Ill Communication. Those albums oh. are freaking awesome. All right, I'll check them out. Hey, look, if I cuss you out and block you, don't get upset. Ah, uh, dude, come on. <laughs> Sabotage is fucking... It's all fucking guitar and punk. He's screaming. He goes, can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'm about to drink this Watergate. You know. I'm pretty sure I know that one song, Sabotage or Sabotage, Sabotage, because it was in the Star Trek movies, these new Star yeah, Trek Yeah, they use that in the Star Trek movie and freaking check your head. You never heard, what you, what you, what you want. You never heard yeah, that? Yeah, I, I hate that. I hate that song? Oh, yeah, dude. I hate that one. Oh, man. We should review the first Beastie Boys album. 
Oh, license to ill? Yeah. I am down. Fight for your right. No sleep till Brooklyn. Girls, I'm in. Fuck yeah, brass monkey. Okay, <laughs> monkey. Yeah, I am down, dude. Yeah, we'll do that next time, man. I love that album. That was like the. I just I just remember getting that on CD when it first came out and just loved the shit out of it and just kept shit, playing it. I bought it. that. I had that bitch on cassette. <laughs> I don't even know. Were CDs even out then? Yeah, they were. I know that. Uh, I know that. Um, we didn't have radios on our school bus. But we had a guy that would bring a big freaking boom box and had a duffel bag full of tapes that would just flop them out. He, he would spend nighttime setting up songs on cassette because, you know, how you got to fast forward and shit. Setting up songs that would blast the Beastie Boys. That's awesome, man. So Kiss I, Asylum, he was setting up songs for Kiss Asylum. What a great time. God damn, I miss the 80s. Yeah, I used to have a boombox on my shoulder too, man, with dual cassettes. Hell oh, yeah, dual cassette, that little mini equalizer had like five yeah. different bands on it. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, I love the boombox. Punk ass kids don't know shit, man. They got their phones and think they have everything EQ'd out. It's hard to even get a stereo anymore. We, we, a component stereo, I can't find them where I am. Maybe where you are in California, you can because you're a little more urban. I live in the fucking sticks, man. The biggest city close to me is Syracuse, and I might be able to find a component system there, a rack system, where I am in Watertown. Nah, dude, it's a city of 150, 180,000. There ain't shit up here. Well, you know what you do? You go to crutchfield.com. <laughs> really? Crutchfield.com sells TVs, components, every car stereos, everything online. So I could get the, the equalizer. I think the... they do have all that shit if you want to... The receiver, I, I, or the speakers, all that shit yeah, separate. I hate the freaking the new on your iPhone or freaking Android. You get to pick a tone, rock, loud, this, that. I want to fucking put up my own bass. I want to put up my own yes. treble. I fucking Let me hate EQ this my shit. shit. I want to EQ this shit. I remember when I had an EQ in my car on my stereo in the car stereo. I had an EQ, and then a fucking guy took out a case of beer with a crate and knocked and blew my EQ up. Oh, fuck. That had to be back in the old Alpine stereo days where yeah. Alpine was banging this damn system you can get in a car. Yeah, I had an Alpine with a freaking uh, external EQ under connected to it. Nice. It's fucking but awesome. But these punk-ass kids today don't even know what the fucking Alpine is. No, I fucking... I don't even see Alpines and stereos. It's just Pioneers and Sonys now. Right. Or Block Pot. Remember Block Pot? They were in the freaking Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that shit is cheap shit. I remember freaking people putting uh, Sanyo or freaking uh, what's uh, freaking yeah, cheap brands Korea of stereos. Shit. Man. Yeah. Freaking hate that shit. Kenwood's good, man. I miss Kenwood. Kenwood. Oh yeah, Kenwood. Uh, Kenwood used to be the shit. Used to be top of the line, you know, up there with Alpine. Kenwood was more uh, home stereo for a while. Then they moved into the auto, you know, car stereo thing. Yeah. I but I remember to... my dad had a big Kenwood rack. You know, rack system with Bose 501 speakers, and that son of a bitch would thump. Fuck yeah, I used to have uh, 10 inch woofers in my car with the EQ, and freaking, I had the treble up and the bass just so I, I don't like overbearing bass. I want to hear the guitars, I want to hear the highs, and I had, some, I had some tweeters so I could hear more highs than the bass. But the freaking, uh, when you hear a double bass, the car, whole car was shaking. I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> freaking Megadeth or Metallica or freaking uh, even Suicidal, man, would just fucking shake my car. I hate it when I hear people go by, it's like, boom, boom, 
boom, and you can't even hear what the person's singing. And I go, what kind of music is that? You're just listening to fucking bass. Yeah, you're just rattling your insides. Yeah, man. Well, this is a fun show. I need to get your three top songs off this album before we go, though. All right. Uh, Eddie's coming out tonight. Don't Tell Me You Love Me and Penny. Eddie, Don't Tell Me You Love Me. Those are good choices. Oh, yeah, that and that's in order. Nice. Got it. Well, bro, thank you for coming on the show again. I appreciate your uh, taking your time to be with me tonight. And, and go ahead and pimp your show that you're doing tonight. All right, yeah, well, hell, I, I appreciate that. ThatMetalStation.com, Big Bushy Power Hour. We call it the biggest party on That Metal Station because I play the party rock. I play stuff from, you know, Poison to, you know, to Sepultura to, to Cookie Monster Metal. I don't care, but the point is I play the fun stuff. I might get heavy for a minute, but I always come back to the fun stuff. Um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Sunday night. Today's been a lot of fun, man. We got DJ Def Jeff, who does a Wednesday show, but he's also on on Sundays at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern. Go. He went till 2 today. Normally till 1, but he went till 2. DJ Guilty, right now as we speak, as we're recording this, he's on the air. After I get off of here, I'm actually going back to listen to him some more. He's the owner of the station. Uh, he's going to be going till 6. 6 o'clock, DJ Kane, Crusaders of Metal, comes on. And he pushes right into my show. Tomorrow night, Mark, if you have not listened to the show, last night, my girlfriend and I sat here in tears laughing. I kid you not. Laughing hysterically at the Brothers Grimm. I have made the joke on my show that I don't know how Scott got him. He's got a bruised throat, something from getting those three dicks shoved down it. These three guys are hilarious. Tomorrow night show, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday, December, whatever the fuck tomorrow is, uh, December 12th. They're doing a glam show. All the music they're playing is the glam rock of the 80s. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Check them out, Brothers Grimm, Mondays, 7 p.m. Okay, and then uh, we're both vinyl addicts. We do, go to Needle in the Groove. And what's that other one I, we go to with Indrigan on there? I can't even say oh. that. Vinyl Seconds. Vinyl Seconds, okay. Let yeah. me tell you something cool about that guy. That guy's parents live literally 25 minutes from me. So we're already setting up to go have a drink at the Bark Eaters Cafe at Lowville, New York. Or for the rest of the world, it would be Lowville, but these goddamn Yankees don't know how to read and you know enunciate. So Lowville, New York, me and Etrigan is not his real name. His name's Eric. But yeah, we're already setting up to go hang out and have a few beers. I actually bought a few albums from here the other day. Vinyl Seconds, Needle in the Groove, quality vinyl, great prices. Yeah, great prices. I owe him some money. He was asking me if I still wanted them. And I said, dude, my uh, renter's like not paying me on time. I'm behind on my bills. If he could send them in four different shipments, I could do one at a time. <laughs> yeah, my shit's paid. I just dropped yeah. 90 bucks to uh, Needle in the Groove. And I just dropped uh, about 40 to vinyl seconds, but my shit's paid. Yeah, and I just... Got, I got Christmas taken care of so I could drop the rest. I just picked up the, the rats uh, uh, out of the cellar in vinyl. I was really happy about that one. That's funny. I just grabbed that one. I, I grabbed that one yesterday. And um, got a ridiculous deal. I forget which Lita Ford album it is, but who cares? It was Lita Ford, right? I, I got that for looking free. best-looking woman ever. Yeah, but I, I got that for free. But I also got Judas Priest, Screamer for Vengeance, 
and uh, Judas Priest, Sin After Sin, those two albums for like 20 bucks. Damn. So I'm getting those two plus Lita Ford free, $4 shipping, bam, done deal. And that's the thing, people. $4 shipping gets you four albums. Flat rate. Yeah. Dollar an album afterwards. Yeah, Vinyl Seconds, uh, Etrigan, or, or Eric, he told me to pimp his pimp his uh, page on here, so that's why I was asking you. I couldn't remember right now. I'm a little, little buzzed. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on a drunk, too, and i got to be careful because it's only 336 uh, Eastern. So I got, oh, Jesus, five and a half to go before I start my show. i got to be careful. Yeah, it's 1236, <laughs> and I'm already buzzed, and I'm going to go to the movies at 1 or something. <laughs> nice, nice. What are you going to see today? We're going to go see that uh, office Christmas party. It looks like that's going to be funny. I'm kind of holding off for a Star Wars Rogue One. That's what I'm... I'm ready to blow my load all over the screen for that one. Oh, hell yeah. Darth Vader's back. I'm going to see that shit. I know it! Oh, man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> my second favorite sci-fi movies besides Star Trek. <laughs> I, I can't put one in front of the other, to be honest with you. I, I grew up with both. I'm a huge fan of both. I, I can't put one in front of the other. I just remember sitting in front of the TV for hours on our local station, KTLA Channel 5, just watching Captain Kirk on Saturday and Sundays, just going, fuck, I love this guy. And Star Wars, when I first saw it, I'm not going to lie, 1977, and driving, I didn't know what the fuck I was watching until I saw Return of, until I saw Empire Strikes Back in the walk-in, which was a lot easier to watch a movie because the, the sound quality of fucking uh, driving was terrible back then. Yeah, sure, the, sure, the speakers on the side of the car. Yeah, it was terrible. People talk, you couldn't hear shit, so I didn't understand it. And then when I saw that, and then VHS came out, I loved Return of the Jedi, I loved Empire Strikes Back, I went and rewatched Star Wars, and I fucking loved it. But I've always been a Star Trek nutswinger, man. I don't like the word Trekker. It's Trekkies, motherfuckers, okay? Right, Trekkers, those guys that came in on Next Generation and don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I don't remember going to see Star Wars what they call now Chapter 4, A New Hope. I know that I went, but I was uh, uh, two. But I do vividly remember going to see The Empire Strikes Back and loved it. But because of my age, when I finally saw Star Wars, I thought that the sequence of movies was Empire, Star Wars, and you know Return of the Jedi, which should have been Revenge of the Jedi. But because Kenner Toys, who had the licensing from Lucas to do the uh, to do all the you know the toys and such accidentally printed Return of the Jedi on their merchandise Lucas actually changed the title of the film to fit everything yeah I, it I, was supposed to be Revenge of the Jedi there's shirts out there you could buy that say Revenge of the Jedi <laughs> absolutely and that's why because they you know they were putting that stuff out to promote the film I, I, to this day, say that uh, my favorite is Empire. My second favorite is the original, Star Wars. My third favorite is actually that one that was just released two years ago, Episode 7, um, uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant movie. Followed closely by Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you know, you, the what puts Jedi down for me is the fucking Ewoks, man. I hate the Ewoks. I think the Ewoks are cute. Um, as I've gotten older, it, it is weird, these big fucking teddy bears running around fighting with sticks and bows and arrows. But, you know what? I like it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was mad when they took out the Ewok song and the, the, the remade versions of them. 
But I have the DVD with the original Ewoks on. I kind of like it that they just show what's happening around the universe of the Empire falling down instead of hearing the Ewoks go, Yat wat, oh, wait, ah, wat. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think Lucas, that's yep, actually a good thing he did. Yep, yep. <laughs> Take out the <laughs> yeah. fucking Ewok song. <laughs> I, I like both versions too. I actually wish I still had a copy of the original series, the original trilogy rather, before it had been altered. Although, I do like that since, uh, what's his name, Hayden Christensen played uh, 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 Vader. I like how they superimposed him in in that you know ghost scene with... Uh, uh, Yoda and uh, and Obi Wan Kenobi. At the same time, why didn't they do it with uh, that other cat there as Obi Wan Kenobi? Why didn't they put him in? Just get rid of Alec Guinness altogether. I, uh, I I thought that was weird. But yeah, no, they great, put the younger great. version of Vader in there, and they put the yeah. older version of Obi Wan. Why didn't they just put the the new the younger versions if they're going to go that way? You know, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, because Vader just died. And then you see young Anakin in there ju just before he turned. It, it it was weird. I'm not sure what Lucas was thinking when he did those. I think, you know, I was scared when, when he sort of hit Disney. I'm like, oh, God, Disney, they're going to fuck it up. And no, The Force Awakens was great. Absolutely brilliant. I, um, I, I've heard a lot of people say Star Wars 2.0, and I understand that if you watch it, there are a lot of similarities you know or parallels i guess is a better way to put it so i hope that the second one isn't as extreme on the parallel because if it is i'll have to give up on it i'm wicked excited for this rogue one because you hear that story in the beginning of the original star wars movie you know about getting these plans and it's all about the people that stole those plans to get them to the rebels so they could destroy the death star i am wicked looking forward to it and i have heard through the rumor mill, that this this movie shows some of the most brutal Vader scenes you'll ever seen, and that's what I'm looking forward to. He is my all-time favorite on-screen villain. Me too, man. I love it. Did you know in the Force Awakens when uh, uh, I forgot the name of the girl who picks who gets her gets uh, Luke Skywalker touches his uh, uh, right his lightsaber. Do you know yeah, that right. they, they used Alec Guinness's voice in there as Obi Wan, and they used the other one, the other Obi-Wan, the younger one's voice in there, and it says you could hear little things saying calling her name, It was it's Obi-Wan and then at the end it has begun that was uh, the the newer Obi-Wan saying that, so they, you, he went to record that stuff oh that's badass, that one oh Ewan McGregor, there his name is Ewan Damn. McGregor, yeah that, that that's, that's so badass that's the way I my love, brain works I, man <laughs> and the, the first three episodes I love Ewan McGregor I hated An the guy who played Anakin and um, Natalie Portman. They didn't have chemistry to me. I, I think they were off. Very And Natalie Portman's a great actress. Yeah, it seemed very forced. It seemed very forced. There was no chemistry between those two. Uh, uh, By the third one, I think everything worked itself out. Um, you know, Ewan McGregor was excellent as Obi-Wan in that third one. Um, but Natalie Portman and, and Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen finally came into his own in that character. You know, it, it really worked because the second one, he was just being thrown into this. He was an unknown. Here, you got to be Vader. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but you could see the hate in the, in the third one where you could see that he's really starting to hate and shit. He's very tortured. In the second one, he felt very forced and very 
out of it, you know, out of his element. Absolutely. Great, great films. Um, you could have probably got rid of Jar Jar and the oh, whole yeah. as a kid in the pod racing thing, but at the same time, I can't lie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too, but it's like, I'll make fun of them more. I, I don't make fun of the other ones except for the Ewok song, you know? <laughs> right, right. I'm just thinking, man, I can't wait to see, and I got a spoiler alert for the the new, the Star the sequel to The Force Awakens. Uh, oh, Harrison, no, no spoilers, no spoilers. You don't, you don't want to hear it? No, no, no. Okay. Well, an actor signed to do the second one, so I'm just going to say that. An actor. Oh, now I can't wait to see the second one. (laughs) Yeah, I can't say it, but it just says, oh, wait, he's not. Oh, God, what happened? (laughs) What is he going to (laughs) do? Is it be flashbacks? What's happening? Well, I I know that, uh, I know that, um, uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? James Earl Jones is doing uh, the voice of Vader, yeah. which made me super excited. Yeah, they need to hurry up with these Darth Vader films and get him in there before he dies, man. He's not too. <laughs> he yeah, he's not a good. spring chicken at all. He's. Yeah. I, we saw him in a what episode of Big Bang Theory a year or two ago. Yeah, and he didn't look. He's very definitely good. getting up there. It was. He was hilarious though. <laughs> I know. Let me guess. You like Star Wars? <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, got, I just gets watched banned. that a week ago so <laughs> Sheldon gets a restraining order from everybody <laughs> I know right but not James Earl Jones yeah. he went up to <laughs> Lucas Ranch and he got he can't go up there no more <laughs> yeah that's probably one of my favorite sitcoms out currently well it is my favorite sitcom out there currently yeah I love that show I watch it religiously every week yeah mine yeah. records it records on TBS every time it's on that it records the weekly shows when they're brand new on uh CBS, and then anywhere else that it's on, I record them. And it's funny because no matter how often I see them, I laugh. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those shows that I could go back like years later and watch it like Married with Children. It never gets old. Absolutely. Or your Home Improvement or Seinfeld. Yeah. Or or even MASH. Uh, MASH is good even to this day. I love MASH, man. I, I hated it when Frank left, but it's good still. Right, me TV, man. If you've got me TV out there, Mash is on there. All right, man. Well, let's wrap this up and thank you for coming back. And next episode, Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Absolutely, but you got to give me time for the Christmas break, brother. Yeah, I know. We'll do it in January. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. I always love coming on. We have a good time. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, Nate. Have a great day, man. Absolutely, brother. You do the same. Enjoy the flick. All right, bye. All right, bye, bye.
Hey man, thank you guys for supporting the Freeform Rock podcast. I just wanted you guys to do me a little favor. On the right hand, on the left hand side of my Podbean page, there's a link. It says Amazon link. Click that, and if you guys want to buy anything off Amazon, you don't cost you any more money to buy. It just gives me a little kickback so I could upgrade this podcast for you guys because I do do it for free, and it helped me a lot so I could upgrade and get mixers and stuff like that. And also, I just want to thank you guys for getting me over 2,000 downloads. I really appreciate that. I know it's still a small, budding podcast, but thank you guys and tell your friends about it. And also, join the Facebook page on Freeform Rock Podcast. I let everybody and anybody in who, who will contribute. And also, on the pinned post, it's my Amazon link also, guys. You guys have a great day, and God bless. Those are some kick-ass tracks. Now I want to promote some podcasts for my friends. We got Metal Raps. We got the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck Rafiera and Ian Wadley. One-on-one with Mitch LaFon. Talking Metal Cheap Trick with Cheap Track with Ken Mills. And in Podkiss, The Kiss Room. Focus on Metal Decibel Geek with Aaron with Aaron Camaro and uh, Chris Sinzak. And in Zilch, a Monkeys Podcast. And then I'd like to also promote the Eddie Trunk Podcast and the Cassius Morris Show, man. These guys are kick-ass podcasts, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and God bless, man.